Hi there, this is Christian Horner. You've won the Austrian Grand Prix. <laughs> Hi, it's Alex Albon. Hi, I'm Max Verstappen, and you're listening to the Aston Martin Rebel Racing Podcast. Oh, this feels good. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to the Talking Bull podcast of 2020. We hope you enjoyed 2019. Um, there's a lot more exciting stuff coming your way. Make sure you subscribe. We're back for 2020. Welcome to Talking Bull, the official Aston Martin Red Bull Racing podcast. And we've got some big audio treats lined up for you this year. Fresh from the winter break, it feels like it's been an age since we've seen an F1 car on a track. But we changed all of that this week when we unveiled the brand new RB16 at Silverstone. And as we get ready for testing in Barcelona, we wanted to roll out all of the big players in our first episode, so Alex and Max interview each other once again. I catch up with Christian Horner, Tom speaks to legendary sports photographer Dustin Snipes on a shoot with our drivers, and we end with an exclusive song from new artist Sad Alex. That's not our Alex, by the way, in case you were wondering. You're going to love it. Let's get into it. Back by popular demand, this is Max Verstappen and Alex Albon uninterrupted. Over to you, boys. Hi guys, um, our first podcast of 2020. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Nice. You? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Well, I'm really happy that you guys watch it, even though Alex doesn't like it. I'm excited to, to do the podcast. I'm just not as excited to see you. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Harsh. Harsh. But I take it. It's <laughs> okay, first question. Ah, oh, this is a nice one. What have you missed most about me over the winter break? I mean, not much, really. Gosh. <laughs> I mean, you started it. You started it. No, what have I missed most? I mean, your funny jokes. Oh, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, they, they're amazing. Thank you. That's yeah. very sweet of you. Mm -hmm. Alex. Yes. How was your off-season? Off-season was pretty good. I went to Japan, which we talked about in the last podcast. Make sure to check out the latest podcast. <laughs> if you need me for more promotion, I'm here, okay? If you need me to try. Yeah, but I don't think we need you. Okay. <laughs> but you're here, that's, that's good. Okay. Did you start to play a bit of golf? I, I, I played a bit of golf. Um, I am still very bad at it, mm -hmm. but I am improving. Um, well, if you're really bad, you can't really get worse, can you? So. It's true, yeah. Having some fun. And uh, what else do I do? Not really, just honestly, you, you spend one week at home. And then for me, it was back to training, back to doing everything, seeing the team, going over some stuff, and then... Here we are. It feels like it's been so quick. Yeah. I don't feel like I've, I feel like it's gone super fast. Mm, I agree. Yeah, uh, I stayed at home quite uh, for most of the time. Mm -hmm. Bit of uh, Christmas with the family. Nice. Um, and then back to Monaco again for New Year. So, and I, I mean, like you say, you immediately start training again from uh, the start of January. So uh, here we are again. Here we are. Ready to go. I Pumps. think. Alex, how is the mood in the team, and what's the vibe at the factory? Well. I've been there a few times in January. Yeah. Team look very positive. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, there's a buzz. I've driven on the simulator already. The car feels good. We ended the season strong. Obviously, the last few races we were very competitive. Now we're going into 2020. I think we've got a strong foot to stand on. Full scent, yeah. Full scent. Hashtag full scent. <laughs> no, uh, no, charge on. Charge on. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> hashtag charge on. Max, how was your off season? Did you do anything other than sim racing? Yeah, of course I did. I mean, I slept, I ate, <laughs> I had some drinks. What happens when you got banned from iRacing? I never got banned in my life. <laughs> There's a smirky grin if you can't see this through the through your earphones. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> How important? You will get banned soon. 
I'm a clean yeah. driver. Mm, I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> How important is your first impression of the RB16 in testing? What indications are you looking for, or is it not clear until Australia? I mean, uh, yeah, when winter testing is good to just you know test out all the parts on the car, try yeah. to find a bit of a direction on on the setup. Mm -hmm. um, but the pure performance of the car, I think you will only find out in the first few races. I mean, Melbourne can be quite a interesting one. Sometimes it can be great. Sometimes it just you, yeah, you can be a bit off. So I I never fully look into like that first weekend. Yeah. Um, but I mean, after two three weekends, you can you can start to see the trend of how your season will go. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I'm just excited, but yeah, it's important of course to do a lot of, a lot of laps uh, in Barcelona first sure. before you go to Melbourne. Alex, how good has the build-up been this season compared to heading into your first season of F1 last year? I'd say the first season was more about myself. Driving I mean your first lap was great, right? First lap was great, so if anyone doesn't know, I uh, crashed. I did four corners and I crashed, so... <laughs> We'll try and make it past four this this <laughs> this test. I'm hoping for five. I yeah, think, purple uh, sector uh, sector two. <laughs> I hope Dr. Marco will be very impressed with mm -hmm. that. Cold tires, cold probably tires. a rake on or isn't something. Isn't it? Isn't it hard? Yeah, of it, course. It, yeah, it's it super cold, and uh, when you oh, go out with hard tires, we joke about it, but it's it's not easy driving a car for the first time when it's one degree in Barcelona. The regulations are staying stable this season, and the top three teams were pretty close at the end of last year. Do you think it will be a close battle heading into Australia? I hope so. I mean, uh, it's, it's difficult to say at the moment, but um, I hope we, uh, we can close that gap, yep. which was still there a bit, of course, at the end of, uh, of last year. Mm -hmm. Pre-season testing is shorter this year. Yeah. For you, is that reduction a good thing or a bad thing? Six days to learn a car would is- Basically is, three. Three, yeah. it is three. Normally you do half a day, one car each. Then- Like three, four days, yeah. Yeah, it's making it harder for rookies. Um, which is making FP1s necessary the year before, which is then compromising teams during that year. So it's a bit, it's a bit, I can, I can kind of understand it, but what I've realized is I think teams don't really, I mean, if they don't spend the money on testing, they spend it elsewhere. So a simulator. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, uh, you're never really solving the issue. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they ban the testing on track, but then they're spending millions on the simulator. So at exactly. the end of the day, it's the same. Exactly. So um, I would prefer to go back to, of course, the real driving yeah. on, uh, yeah, on yeah. track. So yeah, Alex, yes. this is a very serious question. Mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah, I'm just going to ask you. Sure. Because we don't want to wait, right? What makes you happy? What makes me happy? <laughs> Anything makes me happy. I think I'm a happy person. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're definitely not a depressing not a person, person to be with, so that's good. Life. Wow, that's a deep Life. answer. <laughs> Life. What makes me happy? Life. Being alive. Being, Being alive. alive. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's a good answer. Yeah. Okay, so apart from loving being my teammates, what were the main reasons that you decided to sign a new contract with Red Bull? I just wanted to spend more time with you. Mm. That was the only yeah, reason. Yeah, exactly. It? I didn't want to leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good reason. Mm. Same. No, well, it's on the serious no. <laughs> on the serious <laughs> On no. a real reason. <laughs> on the truth. Uh, well, I think um, it's just a, it's a really cool team to be in. I, I feel good at the team. Um, I definitely see the improvements we are making. Also from Honda's side as well, everybody's just super motivated to try and win and try yeah. to fight for the championship. Mm -hmm. um, and in 2021 are new cars as well. Yeah. So then the whole field can be mixed up again. Mm -hmm. Maybe not the whole field, but a lot of things can change. And um, yeah, I, I just uh, have a lot of good people around me, you know, working on the car as well, mm -hmm. the mechanics, the engineers. So um, 
yeah, for me, uh, it's just the right place to be. Nice. I think that was a better answer, right? Than just Alex. I like the first version better, but that's fine. <laughs> I'll live on. <laughs> oh, Alex, um, how are you finding living in Monaco? And what's DC like as a landlord? Well, I haven't seen much. I haven't been there. That's the crazy thing is you forget how little time you spend at home. Um, it's been good though. It's very peaceful. I haven't seen you there yet. Um, no, I'm, I'm basically trying to avoid you. <laughs> <laughs> you still need to bring your simulator to Monaco. I do. I actually had a text this morning to, to get it moved across. Mm. So once I do that, we'll be fine. That's, we'll be racing online. We'll, we'll be, be racing online. Talking to each other. What three things can't you live without on a long haul flight? You are in a plane. I mean, uh, what would you not? Well, it's not much. Headphones. Do you bring your. That's not necessarily. I mean, sometimes I'm without and I just sleep. So you... it, I don't know. Nothing. I mean, you need clothing, right? So you can't be <laughs> naked in the plane. Um, you need yeah. a phone. Phone? Phone. Yeah. Clothes, phone. <laughs> and a passport. <laughs> a passport. That's, that's, that's very good. good. Yes. And you? I would take my iris uh, earphones. Um, and then. For when the baby is crying behind me. For when the baby is crying behind me. And I would take uh, long socks. I, You know, my feet always get cold on long haul flights. Anyone else have that problem? Interesting. Yeah. And uh, an eye mask. Because. For your. For, you know, when, when someone next to you has got his reading light on. Uh, right, okay. God. Sometimes I try and sneak around and turn it off for, mm. for them. But. And your beauty kit, you have that next to you? <laughs> I have <laughs> With a... some makeup and stuff and uh, mascara and like, everything ready to go. Yeah, I have the face mask ready. <laughs> and the cucumbers, I just chop them up on the plane. Okay. Actually, I could see you laying there. <laughs> <Shut like>, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, this. Mm, oh. Good one, good one. Guys, this is a good oh, one. I have a good one too. Mm. What new films did you watch over the winter break and how did you rate them? Okay, I've been watching Sherlock recently, um, re-watching Sherlock. But the, that's the, like 2013, the, no? Yeah, it's an old one. 14. Um, and then anything else new? I watched John Wick. Um, and then that's it. That's all I watched. I haven't been watching many movies. What about you? Uh, mainly serious. Serious stuff? Yeah. I like this one. What's a common rumor about you that isn't actually true? Mad Max. <laughs> Those are very quick. Yeah. So you're not mad? Not mad, I think you it's of course easy play. to rhyme, but uh, I don't agree with it. If you could swap jobs with someone for the day, who would that be? Like oh. another, like other sports persons, um, hmm. entertainer, actor, politician. Maybe an astronaut for one day. Sure, an astronaut. Okay. Yeah, just have a look around the world. <laughs> I just go to Google, mate. Just <laughs> Google. Find everything, yeah. Google one day I'll have a look around the world. <laughs> People like made pictures, <laughs> right? So it's there. You don't need to go in space. <laughs> sure, exactly. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, guys, I'm, I hope you enjoyed that uh, podcast. Yeah, I think we're a little bit rusty, but also a little bit tired. Yes. I think I it's think, more uh, that. I think so. But I still think it was a good one. I think... Um, yeah, do you rate yourself? Stuff. Like, out of 10? Out of 10, my performance on this podcast is a 7. I slipped up in a few places. But overall, I can come out. I'd break myself a bit, locked up a few tires, but um, I can come we're here. Out. We I, made it. I can come out a bit. A few more pit stops than normal. A exactly. bit more deck on the tires, but <laughs> we made it. You know, I can come out of here holding my head up high. Okay, that's you. So, um, what yeah. about you? What's your, what's your? I don't know. I don't know. You can rate for me. I'll rate for you. Eleven yeah. out of ten. 
In 11 out of 10. <laughs> 11 out of 10. That's a really good performance, I think. 11 out of 10. That's a good performance. Thanks for coming back on the podcast, boys. We'll obviously have a lot more from them in the season ahead. At the start of every year, we need to get some good shots of the boys dressed in their new get-up and with their brand new helmet designs. This year, we enlisted the help of legendary sports photographer Dustin Snipes. Tom spoke to him on set while he was shooting the guys. I'm Dustin Snipes, a uh, photographer. I do mainly sports photography and portrait photography specializing in lighting and movement. Good. Switch it up. 10 more forward for me. Okay. Let me check that. Yeah, this is actually perfect. Honestly, uh, trying to fit in a lot of shots in a little amount of time because you know, these athletes, uh, you know, they have, they have a fixed amount of time per, per shoot per year because they gotta be in simulators and on the track and they got much more important things to do than hanging around the studio all day. So my job is just to make it as seamless and easy as possible and try to get them in there and get as many assets so they can get them out for autograph cards and for the, the team areas and uh, all kinds of other uh, merchandising and everything else for whatever's related with Red Bull Racing. And because this isn't the first time you've worked with us either, yeah. is it? So, um, what was the sort of direction like this year for um, for the look and feel of uh, what you did with the drivers? This yeah, year? I worked I worked close with Stefan this year. Uh, he's fantastic to work with, and uh, the direction this year he wanted something. Uh, he wanted something a little bit more punchy and a little bit more last year we did some stuff we did the same things last year but in, uh, we used a little bit softer sources and modifiers the lighting modifiers but this year we wanted everybody just to have punch to it uh, the 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 whole inspiration came from like charge so we wanted to make sure that we had it sort of a feel that had something a little bit more edgy and dramatic than than it did last year and I think we kind of nailed it for, for for what we did yeah, I guess, and that is the focus for this year, you know, just charging on, carrying momentum forward into next year. So how did you try to bring that across with certain lighting and angles and stuff that you worked with with the drivers? Uh, so last year, for instance, like, we used three lights for our main setup. Uh, one big source just to light them everywhere and, like, the background lights. And this year, we decided just to use nine lights instead to light them. And a lot of that is just about shaping and making them stand out and making making them look as intense and as powerful as possible. And I would say heroic or stoic as possible. Uh, I mean, these are elite athletes at the top of their game and we want to make sure that they are seen that way. And that you almost see it and you say, who is that like, fearsome person, you know, in, inside there? And, and to be honest, like, you see somebody like Alex and you see that he has such a great smile and then you get him in that lighting and you get him in those moods in that direction and he looks like a superhero. They kind of punch off the page and they have a more of a 3D approach to it and the angle's a little bit more steep and and I, I feel like it looks more like you're looking at an, a, uh, like a superhero poster as opposed to a race car driver. So. And obviously, like you said, you've worked in lots of sports. You've yeah. worked with a lot of top-level athletes. Like, yeah. How do Max and Alex compare, and, and what do they like to work with? Oh, great. Uh, Max and, and Alex, uh, I, they're honestly, they're both very different. And I almost think that uh, we were just talking about it and think that their personalities are a lot like they drive. You know, Max is confident and has a, he has a, he has a fun personality, and he's... He's always trying, he, he very much knows the procedure in it. And uh, Alex has got this sort of quiet confidence that you don't, you don't really like, I mean, not that I don't notice him because he's a six foot two or six foot two or six foot one tall man. And 
And uh, but like you know he's he's a little like I said he's a little quieter. So I, I mean I've I've seen a recent race where he's just like sneaks up behind and he's like you know he's in 12th and all of a sudden he's up at third or second you know and and I feel like it's a little bit like that. You're you're taking shots and you're like all of a sudden like wow that's an amazing picture look at that guy I mean just he knows how to bring it and he knows how to like get right into that mode right away so I had a lot of fun working with both of them and I was really excited to get to work with uh, both the guys again this year thanks Dustin and you can see some of his incredible shots on the website redbullracing.com now we're really excited to announce a new technical partnership with audio technology company Iris as our new audio partner Iris will help us with audio equipment on the pit wall of the racetrack in the simulator and ops rooms at the factory and for all our live demo events I went down to the launch event to chat to Christian Horner to talk all things 2020 and find out more about this partnership well this is an exciting new partnership for us um you know, it's, it's great technology, and of course, Formula One's all about you know high tech, and this uh, you know this audio technology that they have is just going to give us greater clarity in the pit wall, in the car, and of course, in our simulation tools as well. The driver simulator, one of the key. Um, cues for them is the audio and again we'll be using this technology to uh, you know in the virtual world you know with the drivers as well the uh, RB16 got let loose on the track of the filming day today how good is it to finally see it out on the on the track it was cold yeah Um, but no it was great I mean we did we're allowed to do 100 kilometers on a on a filming day like that of course it's on demo tires so it's very limited what you can deduct from it but you know Max got out of the car with a smile on his face uh, it ran smoothly and it was great to see you know RB16 brake cover and um, yeah it looks looks a great machine we've had a look at one just outside yeah it keeps that iconic livery has there ever been a meeting in Milton Keynes where someone has dared suggest changing that livery well we've we've evolved it over the years since uh, you know Red Bull came into Formula 1 back in 2005 you can see an ever and of course it is an iconic livery the you know the bulls the sun the, the dark blue color uh, you know it's a matte finish now it's a stealth light looking you know car and and identifiable anywhere in in the world and I think it has become one of those you know iconic liveries through uh, consistency um, and the fact that it's so recognizable so if someone was to suggest a new luminous yellow livery for 2020 would they be laughed out the room well you know of course we're never afraid of, of change we've done some you know some fun stuff with liveries over the over the, the years camo cars, you know we've done the yeah. camo cars we've done wings for life cars you know all kinds of stuff so you know never say never but you know we're very attached to it you know the fans love it it's who we are and uh yeah it's uh, i think it works really well rightly so um the team finished on the high at the end of last season of course as the partnership with honda um, moves into its second year building on the positive momentum from 2019 is the goal to set a challenge to Ferrari and Mercedes to challenge for the championship yeah I mean look Mercedes is still very much the championship favourite going into the year but we want to build a challenge and really take the fight to them and I think you know the second year with, with Honda integrating the engine better into the chassis making improvements in every area and of course with drivers like Max Verstappen and Alex Albon hopefully we've got the driver pairing to again mount a challenge and give a a really hard time it's about time so uh, hopefully we can do that this year you would have been through pre-seasons as the as the boss of the team where you are aware that you're going into a transition year or a year where where you're going to be learning and you would have gone into seasons knowing that you're in a decent position to challenge for a championship title how does this 
pre-season feel to you? It's always so difficult to tell because you don't know what the others have done. And so until you see the cars, even the first couple of days in testing, you don't know what fuel levels, there's no clear picture. It's only by the second week you start to get a little bit of a, a picture. But, you know, the car looks good. And when it looks good, it tends to, to, to go well. You know, the packaging, the, the proportions of the car look, look, you know, really impressive. And, um, you know, Max seems fully motivated. He's just signed up for another three years. Uh, that gives continuity and, 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 you know, takes away any nervousness, you know, in the team about, you know, is he going to be with us longer term? Um, so, yeah, everybody's pretty pumped at the moment. And, and there's that feeling of optimism around the factory. But as I say, uh, until we see where we gauge to our competitors, you know, who, who knows? But we might have missed something. But, you know, hopefully we've built on the lessons that we learned at the end of 2019 the positive end of the season that we had and uh, we've carried that into this car the relationship with Honda you were pleased with last year I think yeah continued development from from them how do you see that going forward this season well they're passionate racers you know racing is in their DNA if you go to the Honda head offices you know there's cars from the 60s from the 80s some of the uh, iconic cars that they've raced in Formula One with and you can see the pride that exists within Honda of their product and how desperate they are to get back into a winning you know position and it means so much to them that they share the same goals the same you know uh, the same targets that we have and are, are absolutely unrelenting in pursuit of that performance and after last season and everything that had been learned this is an opportunity to really push home that and actually try and go and win something right? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the last five years, you know, Honda had a tough um, reintroduction into the sport. They've kept their heads down. They've kept fighting away at it. And it just feels like everything's just coming into line at the moment. And sport goes in cycles. And, um, you know, there's only two teams in the last 10 years that have won Formula One World Championships. And that's ourselves and, and Mercedes. You know, we won the first four. They've won the last six. And, uh, you know, I really hope we can break that, uh, that run that they've had. But, you know, they're massive competitors. And, you know, don't rule out Ferrari as well. Well, what did the next few weeks look like before Australia? Obviously, testing. Busy, few, yeah. Less days this year? Yeah, few, I mean, six days, it's nothing. You know, three days each driver. That's all they've got to get themselves familiar, you know, with this new weapon that they're going to be, um, you know, racing throughout the season. So, they, you know, time on track is absolutely crucial and, uh, uh, you know, getting the most out of every kilometre that we can. So, you know, we're trying to go into that test next week as well prepared as possible with a long list of items to get through. Obviously, Alex didn't have a, a pre-season with you last year. Um, having a shorter one this year, does that have an impact on a newer driver? It doesn't help. I mean, he's, a, he's not got a lot of time to get himself, you know, frequented with a car. Any other sport, you know, you go and hit a ball, you go and, you know, practice your, your you know, your profession. Formula One, you got three days, and that and that's it. And so for the youngsters, that's tough. And so that's where the virtual world and partnerships like this one with Iris to make that virtual world as real as possible, um, you know, really, really plays a, a, an important role. And obviously, we learned about China, yep. and postponement of that yep. race, which from a public health point of view probably makes some that's sense. sensible decision. You know, it's sensible decision. You, the FIA and the promoter, uh, you know, and Liberty Media, they're. They, they, it's not just about the teams, it's about all the travelling staff, the media, the fans, you know, following the sport. And I think it was absolutely the right, it was the only decision that they could come to, really. That said, how much does that mess around with the first half of the season in terms of... Well, it gives us a big gap after, uh, after what, three races. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be busy in the factory, you know, making updates for the first European race after that. So, um, so, so, yeah, it's difficult to see where else that race could fit into the calendar. 
Um, Do you think rescheduling is probably I not feasible? I think rescheduling is pretty tough. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll we'll wait and see. But uh, you know, 21 races is still a big call, and it's a busy, busy year. And just where that race falls that's sort of the time of the season where you're starting to get some feedback on the new car yeah. understand whether it's going to be starting to get a bit of a picture so what it will do is inevitably make you know upgrades that people had for china might become more focused on zanvoort you know or barcelona which traditionally is you know a big introduction of of uh you know upgrades to cars so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out. With those two new new races either yeah. side, does that have an impact as well in terms of your your uh, comparison from previous seasons? Not really. Not I mean, Vietnam's an all, all new circuit. I mean, looks like a great track um, from what we can see. It's going to be exciting new addition to the calendar. Zandvoort's going to be nuts. That's just going to be max mania um, that whole weekend. So it's going to be about keeping our focus on the job in hand. And again, that track looks. You know, the improvements that they've made, the banking and the last corner, you know, turn one, it looks like it's going to be, you know, a great track and uh, certainly a huge atmosphere throughout the weekend. And close to home as well. Yeah, just over the, just over the, nice you know, over the channel. Red Bull broke the pit stop record a yeah. couple of times last season. Three times. Yeah. You must be very proud of that. Very also, proud. How does that, how does that show the team ethic? Well, for me, a pit stop just epitomizes teamwork you know it's it's all the mechanics working in perfect harmony and synchronization and to break that record three times in a row and to get it down to 1.82 seconds to change all four tires unbelievable and it's that spirit that you know goes throughout the company throughout the whole team um, that can-do attitude and it's all about chasing those marginal gains to get every you know ounce of performance out of the car and out of the team they must have been practicing over the break. Yeah, Are they keen to try and break that record again. They've been practicing. They've been below the record in you know in the in the factory. Uh, it's always different you know in a in a practice environment than the heat of a race. But yeah, the, you know the guys looking in, in great shape. You know everybody's wintered well and and we're ready to get going again. You know it's uh, been a couple of months since we've been at a at a racetrack, and it was great to see the car you know break cover today and and you know we're keen to get going again you mentioned uh, max and the new deal that obviously gives some certainty and some um, consistency and you were saying absolutely hopefully builds the team towards the new season i think it takes away all that speculation of inevitably your max is one of the highest demanded drivers in formula one inevitably there would have been a huge amount of speculation every single grand prix he's going to be faced with what's your future what's your future and so taking that off the table taking away that distraction for both him and the team you know it was great to get that done early and shows his confidence in us and us in him and so we've now got to deliver the tools to get the job done. I was going to say, is there added pressure now to give him a car that he can challenge the championship with? Well, you know, one of the targets has to be to go to go for the you know, youngest ever world champion. Um, and, uh, you know, that would be breaking our own record with Sebastian. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, that's, that's a big ask. But, you know, for us, you know, we, we want to give him the tools, you know, to get the job done. And, of course, this year is an immensely busy year because not only are we developing this car, but we've got a big regulation change. Everything's new for 2021. So in the background, you know, Adrian and his team are, 
busy, you know, ferreting away on uh, on the 2021 rakes. You mentioned it as well, uh, Max's home race this season. He must be absolutely gagging for that. That must be a, a huge thing for him. He's, he's such a cool customer, you know. He, you turn up in Spa and there's 80,000 fans all cheering for him, and he, you know, it's it's another race for him. And they've all got the same points. He doesn't allow himself to get, you know, distracted, and he feels that by delivering on track is the best way of repaying their loyalty their their support and this orange army that is just growing and growing at every Grand Prix we go to and uh, yeah I, I think it'll be quite an atmosphere in, in Zanvoort Let's have a quick word on Alex um what can we expect from him this season, do you think? I think Alex, you know, he's really growing as a driver. People forget it was only his first season in Formula 1 last year. So it's a, a massive learning curve. So everything this year will be a bit more familiar. Going back for the second time, he knows what to expect. And I think that you know, he's just going to be better prepared. He's more rounded. He's a bright guy. He thinks about it. He works really hard. He's quick. He's very quick. And I think we'll start to see him really realise his potential this year. Because last season must have been complex for him in, in, in a number of ways in terms of uh, getting his head around yeah. the situation. Um, having a pre-season, having the team with him throughout the, yeah. the, the closed season must be really helpful as well. Massively helpful. I mean, next last year was a, a big you know, challenge for him, getting a late call up into Formula One, yeah. you know, getting onto the grid, getting up to speed. Again, a very small amount of testing. He hadn't driven a Formula One car before January last year. Uh, and then, of course, the upgrade into the race team after the summer break into Red Bull Racing. Um, and the way he acquitted himself in those nine races was fantastic. So, uh, and this is, I think, the first time in his career um, that he's had stability and been with the same team from one end of the year to the start of the next. So that's something that's, that, you know, that's great for him that he's got that stability and can just focus on you know, himself, on, on what he needs to do. Christian, thank you. Enjoy this evening. Thanks a lot. That's almost it for this edition of Talking Ball as we head into testing in Barcelona. Make sure you check out all of the team's socials for the latest on the track. We leave you with an exclusive song from our brand new artist, Sad Alex. No relation to our Alex. This is all the way over and it's brilliant. We'll be back from Australia for the very first race of the 2020 season. Until then, take care. It's kind of getting good with him. I guess it's how it should It's been over a year since you and me But now he's asking what this is And any other girl would be able to answer easily Cause he kisses me right too But I don't want to admit that Sometimes it feels like you Yeah, I don't want to admit that This could be something new Yet I still can't commit cause Doesn't that mean that, mean that, mean that it's over That it's all the way over I wanna tell him what he wants I try to say that I could never go back to what we were you don't believe that I don't even believe that When you're in my head, he's in my bed And I hate that I feel that Cause he kisses me right too But I don't want to admit that Sometimes it feels like you oh, And I don't want to admit that This could be something Yet I still can't commit Cause doesn't that mean that
Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform.